Good morning. It is 9 a.m. on Monday, April 13th, and this is Community Pulse, your local report and update on the coronavirus outbreak here in mid-Missouri. Joining me as usual by phone this morning is Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician and host of Your Health Matters. Good morning, Elizabeth, and thanks as always for joining us. Good morning, Tim, uh, and happy day after Passover and Easter. Yes, yes. We could, we could use a lot of the spiritual um, symbols of resurrection and being passed over in these days. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Did you have a, a nice relaxing weekend this weekend, or were you? I did. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it was a beautiful day, a beautiful weekend to be in the garden. A good part of the weekend, and um, it's really, it's one of the most satisfying things as a gardener to have rain falling on newly planted seeds. So that was a lovely thing. And yourself. Oh, yeah, we, we made a lot of delicious food yesterday, and we also put some seeds in the ground, and it's mm-hmm. so good to, to see that rain fall on top, as you say. Right. <laughs> yeah. So getting to the more sobering aspects of, of life, uh, the uh, SARS-CoV-2 uh, continues to be um, moving around the world, causing the disease called COVID-19. Uh, 1.9 million cases worldwide with 116,000 deaths and 431,000 recovered. The United States has uh, half a million cases, so still, you know, running about one out of four cases in the United States. Um, You know, folks have uh, been commenting on social media about how, of course, the United States has more cases than other countries because we have a lot more population. Um, But uh, we don't one in four people in the, uh, living in the United States. And it is so hard to know as the disease moves to the continent of Africa, the Indian subcontinent, and many places in South America where uh, testing is very limited, access to health care is really limited, and um, poverty and crowding are very common. Um, we're just really not going to know what the worldwide incidence of this illness is. Um, but we, in the United States, we've had 22,000 deaths uh, documented, uh, 30,000 people have recovered, and we've now done 2.8 million tests, which is eight and a half per thousand population. In Missouri, we're up to 4,301 cases, 120 deaths, with 79% of counties reporting cases. And um, following Matthew Holloway on uh, Facebook, he's the source of uh, most of these numbers, is very interesting to read some of his commentary. Apparently, some uh, counties, especially rural counties with small numbers of cases, are arguing with each other about whether a person whose home address is in one county, perhaps was in the hospital for some time, in another county should be which which county they should be counted in. And um, I think that's kind of silliness. Um, Anyway, we've done 45,000 cases in Missouri. Uh, about 10% of those have been positive, uh, with uh, that's about 7.5 per thousand population. Um, so we're coming back up, uh, you know, we're coming up a little bit into the realm of what we think is um, uh, some of the better rates of testing, but really still just uh, uh, 7 per, per thousand is really small. Um, in Boone County, um, we have 79 cases reported by uh, the Columbia, Missouri website this morning, uh, still with just one death. And in the last four or five days, we've only had one new case reported. However, one of the more recent cases was reported in a um, assisted living facility, which is um, really concerning to me. The hospitals, uh, 
uh, elder care uh, community dwelling places, uh, prisons, um, are places where people often live in close quarters, uh, cared for by a staff that circulates around, similar to a cruise ship. And I will just have to see. I'm hoping that uh, this facility is testing everybody and really implementing some uh, the best social distancing they can. So I'm hopeful that that will not be as devastating as the initial cases in the uh, care facility in Washington State were. So that's a thing that I'm watching. Um, the other thing that Matthew Holloway is reporting is from the Missouri Hospital Association, the availability of intensive care unit beds is uh, 31%. That's up from about 23% on Friday. Ventilators are 61% available, and uh, that is down from Friday. So, um, But still some availability. We have not overwhelmed our um, our local hospitals, which was what one of the primary reasons for flattening the curve was. So that's the stuff. That, there's been some interesting um, preliminary studies, all of them small, all of them problematic, that have been giving us some information. One is... Um, a study of masks where they have people who are actually COVID positive cough into basically a Petri dish of viral media, first without mask, then with a surgical mask, and then with a homemade mask, and then again without a mask. And basically what it showed, again, it was a small number, I think only three people, uh, but what it shows is that neither the surgical mask nor the um, cotton mask seemed to change how much viral load got into the medium. So we've been really hopeful these masks would be better than nothing, and it's not clear that they are in this very small preliminary study, and I'm hoping that people will use larger larger numbers and do some other modifications, see if we can figure out something that does work. There was an early study of remdesivir, which is a um, experimental antiviral drug that is being um, released for some uh, compassionate use. It's in very short supply. They gave it to 53 patients and reported that 68% um, got better, which is better than, we, we don't know what that means. They, it was a small study. It was not randomized. Um, many people would like to be on this drug, and these people were chosen. We don't know what the chosen criteria are, and they also lost eight patients to follow up. So it's almost uh, it's almost meaningless. All it really tells us is that people are using it, and they're collecting some data. And then we're also trying to change our terminology about asymptomatic spread. And this has been a question I've had when people say as much as half of the spread is from asymptomatic people. I'm wanting to know, are those people who never got sick or are those people who, who didn't get sick yet? And it turns out it's even more complicated than that. It is also, they've also been including asymptomatic spread with people who don't have cough, fever, or shortness of breath. But if they had, say, vomiting and diarrhea or they had a loss of smell, then they would be called asymptomatic. And I don't think that's what... I've been thinking when, when they say half of people can spread it asymptomatically. So I'm just delighted that we're getting clearer information, and I'm, these are all early studies. Um, but it seems like most of this asymptomatic spread would be really um, people with atypical symptoms or people who were um, pre-symptomatic. They, that is, they were going to get sick. They just hadn't gotten sick yet. And that is a little bit easier for us to trace once we get into contact tracing because 
once somebody gets sick and they get tested and we know they're positive, then we can go back three to four days from the before the onset of symptoms and find their contacts in those spaces. So that's those are some you know random associated uh, random studies that I've been reading, and I'm wondering what's been on your mind, Tim. Well, personally, I'm thinking a lot about the uh, local economic effects all of this is going to have as we go on mm-hmm. week after week. A lot of the local businesses. Um, I know I heard over the weekend uh, MU's commencement ceremonies were canceled, and I know that's that's a big time when you know right. lines are out the door at uh, the pizza place on the corner, and you know restaurants are packed and hotels are full. And hotels parents are full, in town. Right. And people are yeah. buying gifts, and very very little of that is going to be happening come May. So right. um, I think we're going to be seeing ramifications of this well into the future. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's really hard to say because we don't know how long yes. this will go on. But that that's what's been on my mind lately. Yeah, I've been thinking that too. The other thing I've been thinking about is what will... If I was queen of the world, which I know I'm not, but what what would I recommend we start doing again first? It's not time to start doing these things. Please don't misunderstand me. Um, but in, and and what would we do with Boone County, given that our numbers of deaths and cases seems to be leveling off at a pretty low level? Not the case in St. Louis. Um, you know, and and so I've just been thinking about that. I, I my proposal would be that we would first eliminate any uh, penalties for breaking the rules that people would no longer interact with law enforcement get fined mm-hmm. i think that's that um uh, law enforcement has been uh, been some documented cases of law enforcement doing what seems to be overly enthusiastic um policing of uh, families and groups outside doing things that are perfectly within the limits I think it's helping some of us who have a little bit more privilege understand what um, marginalized groups have experienced for generations. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then the, uh, uh, I've also, I'm trying to remember now, it left my head what else I was thinking about. But, um, you know, and then like, oh, I know, just like what do, like what, what will I want to resume? And I know that one of the things I'm already um, realizing I need to resume is that I went into this sort of hunker down mode of like just doing everything myself and being independent. And I'm realizing that, again, sort of uh, dovetailing with what you said, is that I really, there's some local businesses that I'll be very sad if they're not still there when when we um, loosen things back up. And so I'm just going to start to use them anyway. I'm not going in. I'm not going to stop social distancing. But, um, you know, for example, my husband and I ordered out a meal from a restaurant we really love. because I think that that's that would be sad if that one that particular restaurant was there, and I'll be doing more of that, like spending more money. Mm-hmm. In- indeed, and I think we're gonna go through this phase of okay, maybe formally restrictions are are lifted a little bit, but many of us will still fear uh, going out as we maybe normally would have in public, and we'll still want to maintain social distancing and be extra cautious. Um, right, right, especially those of us who have regular interaction with elders. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're really. Um, I think many of us realize that. Well, if I if, if I get this, I'm like very likely to survive. And um, wouldn't it be nice to to know that I'm already on the other side of it? And then we think about, oh, but if I, you know, I'm still taking care of mom or grandma or you know, 
Uncle Roy or something that we don't want to like. Like what do we? What do we? Are we going to do with for our elders? Like isolation is no good for them either. And yet, um, I think we're all feeling very protective of not having them get exposed. And it's you know a year or more from a vaccine. And honestly, vaccines tend to work much poor, more poorly in our elders than in than in the young folks. So I, these are all just big questions. I don't have the answers for yet. Right. We're working through this one day at a time. One day at a time. Yep. Yep. So let's see. I do want to say that um, uh, Wednesday I have arranged for Chris Link, who's an integrative medicine physician down in Jeff City, to be my guest on to be our guest on Wednesday morning. And he's got some data about um, natural remedies, vitamins and supplements that have been shown to um, uh, uh, help the body deal with uh, coronaviruses or maybe even prevent you from getting sick from them. So. So that'll be Wednesday morning, and then um, Jenny Chadwick and I will will be. Re- I, it's, she's typically my guest on Thursdays. And we haven't decided what we're going to be talking about, but it'll be something about policy. So, um, and then keep the questions coming. It's been very helpful to be in conversation with. Yeah, we had a whole a slew slew of questions uh, that we addressed last Friday. Um, and if you mm-hmm. if you miss any episode of Community Pulse, uh, we we have all of those. You can find them at our website, kopn.org, and we're also sharing them on social media, on Facebook. And uh, if you would like to submit a question, uh, we would love to hear from you. So you can leave us a message at our office phone number, 573-874-1139, or you can send that question in an email to gm at kopn.org. And once we build up a small amount of questions, we'll, we'll get to them and answer them on air. So don't fret right. if we don't answer your question immediately. Um, know that we have received it and, and it is under consideration. Right. So um, I I don't have anything more to talk about. This is a little bit shorter update than typical. I want to remind people that even though we're unclear about masks, they are now sort of socially expected and they're a respectful way to um, to let other people know that you're taking their health seriously as well. So I think that we still need to keep using masks until we get more clarity back and forth about masks. I'm so grateful to the people in the community who are sewing the masks and giving us some cloth masks to wear. Um, continue to uh, do social distancing, which means staying out of buildings that you don't live in um, to the extent that you possibly can and use creative solutions wherever. Uh, wash your hands, don't touch your face, um, stay positive, And remember, we're all in this together. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this You're morning, welcome. Elizabeth. Okay. Bye. Once again, that was Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician and host of Your Health Matters, which airs every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on KOPN. That's it for today's edition of Community Pulse. You can find us here every weekday morning at 9 a.m. only on KOPN. And if once again, if you miss an episode, you can find them on our website, kopn.org, or on Facebook. Coming up next is an abridged version of Background Briefing, followed by Economic Update and The Laura Flanders Show. So please, stay tuned.